everybody's stuff has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. So that's because like sometimes our getting healthy or healthier points out that they're not, like you said, like sometimes it can make us feel bad. And so some people's way of dealing with that is to try to enroll you in what they're doing. Yeah. (laughs) And it's cool either way. Like you make the decision for you, maybe on a certain night you're like, yeah, I am going to have a drink or, you know, maybe it's, I'm just not going to start because once I start, it makes everything a lot harder, you know, and having those moments of saying, look, like, It's cool. I still love you, even though I'm not having a drink. That was Jen Trepic, the podcast host of Salad with a Side of Fries. And you're listening to episode 30 of Friending, the no-nonsense, all-practical, and sometimes hilarious podcast show that helps women like you and me grow life-giving female friendship because it does get complicated as an adult. Maybe it's just me. If you're new to the show, my name is Noelle Rhodes, and I am a Jersey girl that is turned into a female friendship researcher by way of being a pastor. The story is, in my mid-30s, I found myself with not many friends and feeling seriously lonely, and I started to read as much as possible about why is it hard to have life-giving female friendship as an adult, and I also began to do research, and then I found myself talking about it, and here we are today. So today we're going to talk specifically about wellness and friendship, which I'm interested in because I have been on a journey towards wellness for the last three years. If you don't know me personally, then I'm just going to let you know that for most of my adult life, I have been seriously obese. I'm five foot tall and I weigh 175 pounds right now. I have been on the diet roller coaster for most of actually most of my adolescence and adult years and there's lots of reasons why I have struggled with being well not just physically but mentally and even spiritually and I might go there a little bit today I might share a little bit of that story but look I am super excited about this episode because we have Jen Trepic on the show as I mentioned earlier she is the podcast host of Salad with a Side of Fries which is a podcast that I personally listen to it is an excellent resource for anyone who wants to be a healthier version of themselves so this is this is a real treat for me to share her with you before we get into the interview, what I want to do is just to kind of explain what's going to happen. We're going to listen to Jen and all the pure gold that she has for us. And then I'm going to kind of quickly tell you a little bit about my story and how friendship has both positively and negatively impacted my path towards becoming well. And I hope it's helpful. I hope it's helpful. So without further ado, tune in, lean in, take notes. And let's hear what Jen has to say about wellness and friendship. Jen, I'd love for you to meet our friending listeners. And friending listeners, meet Jen. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, where you're living, and uh, what you're passionate about. Yeah. So first of all, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So my background, well, I grew up in Michigan. I went to the the University of Michigan. I was in the business school there. Whoa. And moved to New York right after graduating from college. So I've been in New York City for almost 15 years now, which is totally crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I know you always ask like stage of life. I'm in my (laughs) mid-30s. 
but I am maybe not, but, and <laughs> I am single and no kids, but you Good. know, I have an awesome nephew who's five and a half and all my friends have kids. So I have that in my life for sure. That's cool. Um, and I, so I spent most of my career, I was, um, a photo shoot producer, which sounds way more interesting and exciting than it actually is. <laughs> I worked in hedge funds for about 13 years. And while I was working in those two career paths, I started my wellness business on the side. Okay. And because, and we'll get to this as we talk more about, you know, yeah. today's topic, but I came to the wellness side through my own saga of weight management. Mm. And I found a program that completely changed my, my life. And I call it the nutrition education. We're all supposed to know and no one ever taught us. <laughs> and so from then I was on a mission to pay it forward and help people help themselves with this information. So I started doing this on the side and built my practice as a side hustle for over a decade left my full-time job the summer of 2019. And then that's when I started my podcast. Wow. And it's awesome. It, I mean, that's, it takes a lot of courage to leave something that you know is secure to do something that you're passionate about. I mean, that's incredibly inspiring. So I'm excited to kind of hear a little bit more about the, the story behind the story. But I would love for you to kind of uh, tell me what you have found to be your own personal biggest friendship struggle. Yeah. Well, especially as it relates to the idea of wellness yeah. and friendships. You know, for me, in a lot of the time of losing weight and when I really um, needed to focus on it was mostly in college. Hmm. And I paid enough attention to what I was eating and what I was doing. I didn't need other people paying attention to what I was eating and what I was doing. So I didn't tell a lot of my friends what I was doing or that I was focusing on it. Hmm. You know, I just kind of made my own decisions. I ate out and made choices and did the things together and I still drank, you know, it was yeah. college, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it was very much... Um, a solitary journey for a lot of this, you know, and there were a few people like in my family that I would share things with. And I had a couple people that I would talk about it with, but it wasn't something that I really enrolled my friends in. Mm. Um, and, and that's friends that I had known for a very long time. Right. Right. And part of that was my own stuff of, like I said, I pay enough attention. I don't need you paying attention to right, what I have right. on my plate. Right. So was that something that you felt was a good decision or did you feel alone in it? Like what, how did that play out? Was it, did it help you achieve your goal to keep it yeah. sort of to yourself? For me, it was the right thing to do okay. because I, I had people that I could talk to about it and I had my, you know, resources. Um, and I didn't need all of these other people hyper-focused on it. I had that enough for all of us. And so yeah. it helped to also maintain my friendships as they always were, mm. instead of some of my friendships turning into this weight loss thing too. Yes. I agree with this. I mean, I am a person and, and listeners might know this. I'm not sure how much I've talked about it, 
but um, I, I lost a ton of weight over the last two years and Good I'm still you. losing. Thank you. But there were a very select few people that knew exactly what I was doing. And um, I did find that to be helpful to have just a few, but I didn't, I didn't enroll everybody in the program of me losing weight because of exactly what you're saying. It, it, would, it would have overwhelmed me and it would have made me feel like everybody was like babysitting my eating habits or something. Right. Like everybody's watching. Everybody's hyper-focused on this thing Yeah, that I didn't totally need. Yeah. And I didn't like when people would ask me, how much have you lost? For me, yeah. it would make me feel like anxious or something. I don't know why, but it was like, I felt like I had a to lose some weight for them or something. <laughs> like, right. Like I didn't need people checking up on me. I was doing that enough. And if, right. you know, even, and the people who I did share things with. Right. I chose those people very carefully and right. they were not the people who would say, how much did you lose? Exactly. Yeah. They were just the people that I could call and say, I had an awesome week. And I they, feel really yeah. good. And they could celebrate in that, but they never asked outside of when I brought it up. Right. Right. Yes. I, I'm, I'm totally hearing what you're saying because there are those people that will be like, right. how much did you lose? What are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And it's just, it, it, for me, it was a weird thing. And, um, yeah. And, anyways, and having said that, like the opposite side of the coin right. is that some of my best, well, I'll get to this in a second. What I do want to say, you know, just with the challenge and sort of not sharing things with friends and doing this thing and, you right. know, my, my, I call it a saga because I hate the word journey, but like my <laughs> path, right? Um, it also got to the point where my friends also knew that like when we go out to dinner, like I'm a big sharer. I was never like, you know, crazy about, oh, I have to have my own plate or whatever. But I always, the thing I always contributed to the group order was some sort of vegetable right. or salad. And so they knew over time that like, we need to make sure we have some kinds of dream, greens because Jen's going to want them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that was really helpful and productive, right? But it became a part of my identity and what they knew about me. Right. Was that I enjoyed these things and I always wanted to make sure I ate these things at a meal. Right. Right. Um, but then the other thing I was going to say is like some of my dearest friendships are a result of people I met in the weight loss process mm. and people who I know from where I work out. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And so there is a huge thing about community and wellness that it's this added accountability when specifically around fitness, right? Like I go to, you know, a boutique fitness studio kind of place, right? It's not a typical gym. Right. And it's only these classes. And to talk to people before and after class and have that camaraderie and know that when you show up, you're going to see these people. Yeah. And it's interesting because none of them are people that I knew before. You know, it's all of these new friendships, but it's that accountability. And it adds so much enjoyment to showing up there. The social piece of it becomes part of why I'm going to work out. Yeah. You know? I, oh yeah. I mean, I could tell you, cause there was a time where, um, when we were living in Northern Ireland, we, both my husband and I did CrossFit, which is yeah. heavy on the community. And I don't like to exercise. So the fact that I was doing wall balls and box jumps right. was only because I wanted to like see my friends that did CrossFit, you know, and there were moments even in that, 
I distinctly remember a time because I was always, you know, I wasn't top of the box. I was always the bottom. There was a class. Who cares? Yeah. Well, I I do like a hundred burpees or something or whatever. And I was the last one wasn't done. And there was 20 people around me, like cheering me on, you know, and when I was done, I was like crying, but they were, they were like, maybe they were sweating, but I will just say they were crying. (laughs) But they also felt accomplished too, because we all had completed it together. So there is something incredibly powerful about community and wellness. It's really- Absolutely. It is real. And I find that in particular, so like we're talking about that in terms of the fitness. And then, you know, over the years of trying every diet under the sun, Me too. you know, and every plan, I will say like, I have friends that are true, deep, lifelong friendships where we originally met in Weight Watchers. Yeah. And it was the kind of thing where we would show up to this meeting and we didn't necessarily know each other's names or we would know a first name, but what we knew about them was like their little habits and the things that they would share. And over time, we developed these friendships that now are some of my dearest friends, you know, like we text each other, we check in no matter where we're living or what's going on or what's happening in life. And the funny part is we all say like we met through a mutual friend. (laughs) You know, like we don't tell everyone on the planet. And that's another thing too, right? Like as much as we're deciding how much we're sharing with our friends, like when someone says, oh, how do you guys know each other? Like Decide what works for you. Yeah. Because again, it wasn't something I needed the rest of the world to know. Right. That that's where we had met. So we always just say we met through mutual friends. That's funny. I love that. How have you seen friendship positively impact personal wellness just through what you do and helping others? How have you like coached the people that you're coaching to use friendship in a positive way? The biggest thing, like we've said, is choosing who we share this with and making sure that other people who are potentially most impacted by this, right? Like the people who are in our home, (laughs) yeah, um, they don't have to be on board, but they do have to be supportive insofar as non-sabotaging. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're going to get to that. Yeah. (laughs) And so again, it's, it's choosing who we're sharing this with and choosing who we're enrolling in our process. And part of, with my group coaching, we do it strictly over the phone, like not even Zoom, you're not even seeing people's faces. And there's something to that added anonymity hmm. that helps people open up sooner. Wow. Yeah. And I because, and I've had people say like, oh, can we do Zoom? And I'm like, eh, let's see how it goes. You know, right. like there's really something to that added anonymity that allows people to share more earlier on. And it doesn't hurt the camaraderie and the community that's built. So I have clients who um, have developed friendships through the group and continue to stay in touch and hold each other accountable, that's you cool. know, after the fact. And, um, Community and friendships around wellness are important because the objective is for this to be for forever and for life and to develop system and structure and habits and routines and all that kind of stuff where if we have those friends who make it harder for us to stay 
in a place of wellness, physically, mentally, emotionally, all the things, it's probable that over time, the amount of time we spend with those people becomes less and less. So you're bringing up a very important point that I've talked about many times, but it is who you hang out with will shape your future. And there are friendships that do negatively impact your, your wellness goals. Your not even as almost like a, I don't want to say goals, like practice, like what you, how you want to live and treat your body. And there are those sabotage or they call them saboteurs, right? Those um, people that will sabotage. And I don't know. I, I don't think it's always intentional, but maybe there's a little thing there. I don't know. But I, I know when I was doing my, you know, it was on, on my saga, still am. And I would have friends who'd be like, you really aren't drinking? And I'm like, nah, I don't really right. need to. I'm loving my little, you know, seltzer thing here that's happening. And they're like, just just have one. Just have one, you know? And I'll, I, right. it, it's hard because I'm a little, I love to make people happy. That's my issue is I like to please people. Or if they make me, you know, they bake me something. I feel awful if I'm like, I'm not really doing yeah. flour right now, you know? And so I right. see what you're saying. And it's and it's Yeah, and it's interesting. And it, it becomes this thing for ourselves of making those choices and how do we do that? Yeah. And that's, you know, a whole other conversation really. But right. it makes the argument to say, okay, if this person – you know, when I go out with them, I know they're going to want me to drink. Maybe I'm just not going to go out with them till next month, you know, right now, who knows whenever, but you know, (laughs) and so I will say, I don't even think I have friends in my life who are those people anymore. Wow. Yeah. And I, and part of it might be that some of those friendships have shifted, like, you know, as we've all kind of grown up. Yeah. 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 Um, and some of it is sort of like this crowding out philosophy of the more good stuff we have, some of those other things just fall by the wayside. And it doesn't need to be a huge dramatic goodbye, yes. you know. <laughs> well, I think too, when we start to value, you know, in our friendships, the things that we value. So if we are valuing exercise and we find somebody that's really into it, you know, we will spend more time with that person who's like, I absolutely hate exercise. We're not doing that. You will. And, that, and that's natural. Right. Some of us need to, to be given the permission or be reminded that we have permission to make those choices and to let some of those old friendships go. Even though we have history, it doesn't mean that that's a good friendship for right. what, who we're becoming now. So or just in that moment, like one of the greatest things I've learned about friendships in my life, thank you therapy, is that (laughs) not every friend has to be the everything friend. Yes. Oh, no. So maybe that friend is a great movie friend. Yes. Maybe that friend is the, you know, once a quarter have lunch friend. You know, like not everyone has to be everything. Fitness has become a part of our social plans. So maybe the plans for the night are we're all going to go to a spin class and then go get drinks and dinner after. Or, you know, we're going to 
go to a class, go do a workout and then get brunch. Or we're all away for the weekend. Where are we going to go work out? Let's all do a class together. And there are some people in some of those groups who don't love that activity and they just opt out. And that's cool. They meet us at the restaurant or they go get the table and we'll all meet them there kind of a thing. Um, I think on both sides of it, it's important to let people do what they got to do. Yeah. I mean, it's hard sometimes. I I think it's hard, particularly in wellness, if some people are choosing to do things that you're not doing and vice versa can make you feel insecure. Um, And, you know, you're talking about how one friend isn't everything. I mean, that is so important to realize as an adult because Mm -hmm. we all grew up on Dawson's Creek. We grew up on Friends. (laughs) We grew up on Sex and the City. And they have their four or five friends that they do everything with who are always supporting them. And that's not real life. I call it like the Sex and the City friendship fantasy. That's not really – you're not going to have these three best girlfriends and that's everything you do is with those three people, probably right. not going to happen for the rest of your life. Maybe. For some people, they have told me that is the Maybe. Case. I mean, I think there are definitely like certain people who I'm super close with, right. um, who I do see that often or talk to that often, but the, not everyone. Yes. And it's okay to have other friendships that are more potentially superficial or that are mo- fo- more focused around work or that are more focused around certain activities or hobbies or whatever it is. Like, I just think in time, we all do develop friendships. Like we have this group and that group and this, and that's okay. And that's normal. I think what you're talking about as far as like friends and sex in the city and Dawson's Creek, it's like, that's the made for TV part. Exactly. It's too hard to write characters. Like I'm working (laughs) on writing a TV show right now. And it's too hard to write that many characters and give all of them enough screen time to make it work. So that's the TV element of like, we pick our heroes and everything focuses around those people. Exactly. Exactly. I liked to what you said about, you know, letting people just do what's good for them. And there's no judgment. Like it sounds to me like if you're all going away for a weekend with your friends and and some of them want to do this being class, other people don't. It's not like anybody's pressuring. That's that's the vibe I'm getting that right. you're communicating. Right. It's okay. Like you don't want to do it. We'll meet you for brunch afterwards. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And to be honest, spin is my one of my least favorite activities, but I do it <laughs> when it's part of social plans. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's not my choice workout. I rarely do that on my own accord, <laughs> but I'm happy to do it when it's part of social plans. You know, you can sweat it out and have a good time and listen to some music and like onward. Right. Right. You know. Um, I just appreciate that the fitness piece has become a part of our social plans. And that's certainly an evolution in our lives. Yeah. You know, that that's come to be. I, you know, it's fine. Now this is because of my history of not being a well person really until recently, I have not made fitness part of my social plans, but one of my friends, her birthday party, I think it was last year. She had a, Pil- a Pilates class birthday party uh-huh. and it was so fun. I couldn't walk for a week afterwards, but <laughs> it was so fun. And I, and we did this act, exactly what you were saying. We did the class and I, and I survived. And then we had a lovely lunch afterwards. And it was one of the most memorable 
birthday parties I've ever been to. So I even thought, well, maybe next year I'll do a little Pilates birthday right. party. Right, and but- I think when you do it like that, it's also permission for everybody to be terrible. Like yeah. you know that not everyone in the room is a professional, yeah. you know, and so <laughs> it makes it more fun and more inviting and more inclusive. And I, I think what's cool too is that fitness is becoming a more social thing that people are doing. I don't, I, I right. mean, this is my experience where in my twenties, that wasn't something you did with maybe at a workout friend or a buddy that you ran with. Right. But it wasn't like, let's, Hey, is anybody interested in doing a spin class? It just wasn't totally not as a thing. So yeah. I'm loving that. It's definitely evolved. And I think part of that is like the group fitness I hate to call it a fad, but the group fitness movement yes. <laughs> that's happened yeah. over the last few years, I think plays a big role in that. Hey there, I just want to quickly interrupt this awesome interview with Jen to tell you about our friending community, which we called the Friending Squad. This is a private closed Facebook group that is completely free for anyone who listens to The Friending Show that really wants to grow and get better at cultivating female friendship, life-giving female friendship. So if you're someone right now who might be going through something specific in a friendship or are just feeling particularly lonely or have a friendship issue that you want to talk out with some trusted people, we are here for you. So if you go into the show notes, you'll see a link for the Friending Squad Facebook group and we would love to have you. Okay, now back to our interview with Jen. Um... And I want to go back to something you talked about, which is like the saboteurs Mm. and these people, because I started this when I was in college and, you know, didn't share this with a lot of people. And there was always like, really, you're not having a drink or whatever it was. Right. Right. And I'm so grateful I learned this as a kid. Um, But everybody's stuff has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. Mm, That's good. So that's because like sometimes our getting healthy or healthier points out that they're not, like you said, like sometimes it can make us feel bad. And so some people's way of dealing with that is to try to enroll you in what they're doing. Yeah. (laughs) And it's cool either way. Like you make the decision for you, maybe on a certain night you're like, yeah, I am going to have a drink or, you know, maybe it's, I'm just not going to start because once I start, it makes everything a lot harder, you know, and having those moments of saying, look, like, it's cool. I still love you, even though I'm not having a drink. Right. Right. You know, and like make a joke of it, turn it around. But I think a key is to realize that it's so much about them. It's not really about you. Mm. And a lot of times, like when we choose to make things a priority for ourselves, other people go, wait, I'm not. Does that mean I, I'm doing something wrong? Or does that mean Mm. they, you know, like you had an episode talking about like, is it me? Right. Yeah. And it's that kind of thing where they're like, well, why is she doing this? Is it me? Mm. You know, like, am I, and the reality is no, you know that it's about you for yourself. And so sometimes also just reassuring our friends, like, I'm good. I love you. Have a drink. We're going to pretend I'm drunk too. You know, like, and in an hour, they're not going to notice. They're not going to notice. It's true. Yes, that's true. Or whatever it is, you know, and and just making those choices and realizing too that like, 
if there's a challenge or a pushback coming, like that's about them. You know, it has nothing to do with the choices that you're making for you or how they feel about you. It's that it's confronting for them and they have to figure something out. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to strain the friendship unless you decide it does. And mm. if you decide it does, that's okay too. Like you could decide when you're spending time with those people. Yeah. And that kind of, it's, it's a lot about just like intentional decision-making and realizing like what you really want for yourself and what that translates to and how you can create that environment. Do you think it's because, and this is my question, we look at each other as sort of like a marker of where we should be. Like if this person's doing this, then that's where I should be too. And so when someone is making a health choice or has decided to do, you know, whatever, like stop drinking or whatever, it's like, well, should I be doing that too? And if it's not really what I want to do, well, then I'm just going to get hurt not to do it. So I don't feel bad about not doing it. Is it, is, is it kind of like that? Because I know we do that. We look at each other to kind of see, well, she's getting married. Am I in a serious relationship? <laughs> They're right. having a baby. I don't really want to have a baby. You know, it's like, it's, it's right. Like we do it on all the things. Yeah. Yeah. I think specifically around the wellness piece, I think it's a younger mentality. Like I think mm. when we're younger, we realize, oh, should I be doing that? If she's doing that, do I need to do that? I think that's a thought process we have when we're younger. And I think as we grow up, not in a bad way, I don't mean like grow up, but like just yeah, literally as we get older, I think that piece of our own path gets clearer. Right. And there are potentially reasons why you're choosing the things that you're choosing on. Like, listen, I have friends who have kids, multiple kids. What they can fit in a day and what I can fit in a day are not necessarily the same. Yeah. So we're making different choices. And it's based on all these other factors that I think are more similar when we're younger. Mm. And so that's maybe why we're yeah. having more of that comparison thing. Right. And then I think as we get older, like you mentioned, the relationship thing, mm. you know, well, all my friends are getting married or all my friends have kids. Like I have a TED talk actually on how to give a great wedding speech. <laughs> and that's a, a big piece of it. Like, it's not about you. So like, it's yeah. not your moment to feel sorry for yourself that you're not in a relationship <laughs> or whatever it is. And I think that's a piece of it that, you know, some of the more emotional things right, and the life benchmark things like getting married or having kids is a different kind of comparison than when it comes to our health and our food choices and our activity choices. Right. It's good. It's good. I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your podcast and you know, you have like a free meal plan, menu plan. Just yeah. tell us kind of like what you're doing. Cause I'm very interested in this. Yeah. So my podcast is called salad with a side of fries. <laughs> We're talking, right? Exactly. Everybody's like, oh my God, that's the best name. I'm like, frankly, if you've never eaten salad with a side of fries, I don't know if we could be friends. <laughs> and <laughs> we're talking wellness and weight loss, but for real life mm. and clearing up the misinformation, bad science and marketing that is wreaking havoc in wellness. Oh, that's good. 
That's good. So really, like we were talking about before, like what's the science? Like everybody says sleep is important, but why? Like what actually happens when you sleep that makes that really important? Yeah. Or like my, one of my episodes, I think it was the first episode was the truth about alcohol. And it's like, well, Mm. we've all heard that it's like the calories in the alcohol. Mm -mm. That's not really what it is. So clearing up a lot of the things that we've been taught and we've learned so that we can have this foundation of fact and information yeah. so that we can then go on and live our lives. And then when one friend is talking about Whole30 and Dr. Oz is talking about something else and the yes. news you know, <laughs> tells you about something else and then you see somebody on Instagram touting keto, like we can take this information and evaluate it with a basis of education. I love that. I love that because I do get overwhelmed with everybody's latest thing right. that they're doing. Exactly. It's just too much. Yeah, it's too much. It is. So now I'm just going to go to salad with a side of fries and check to see what the truth is about it. Exactly. And we build on it. So it started with like the truth about alcohol and understanding how we got to this point with our food supply and what I call the five fat factors. And Mm. then, you know, how to read labels and how do we eat? How do we make food choices? Like what are we supposed to be looking at? Right. And all of that kind of stuff. So- that's it's awesome. Fun. And, yeah. and so you just do the podcast. Do you do anything else? So, yeah. So I work with clients individually and in groups, and I also partner with health professionals. So doctor's offices, salons, and spas to implement wellness into what they do. That is so cool. I love that. So, yeah. So I know I offered for any of your listeners, reach out to me, whether it's a DM on Instagram or through my website reach out. I'm happy to do a complimentary wellness consult chat, get to know each other. And for those who are interested, I always give a free menu plan as well. I love that. Awesome. We'll put that all in the show notes too. So perfect. We can find you easily. Um, What would you tell your 11 year old self about friendship? What would be the friendship advice you'd give your 11 year old self? Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. And I think the answer is really just, oh, like there will be ups and downs. It all works out and it all works out for the best, but there are ups and downs. There are ups and downs. You're not and the And there are friendships one. that, right. And like there are friendships where right now I have people who like we grew up together. I've known them since mother toddler and, you know, we're still friends, but there were certainly years where we were less close yeah. or talked less often. <laughs> And I think that's just what happens when you've known people for over 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think managing those expectations and it's hard to explain to an 11 year old, but so just to say like, there'll be ups and downs and it's all fine. It was a real treat to interview Jen Trepic. As I mentioned before, I listened to her podcast, Salad with a Side of Fries. I think it's helping me become healthier and certainly is supporting me on my wellness journey, saga, whatever you want to call it. So I'm excited to share with you. Go check out the show notes where you can find all the places to connect with Jen and her show, Salad with a Side of Fries. Now, as I promised earlier, I'm going to share with you a little bit of my story of wellness and how it pertains to friendship. For most of my adult life, I have been seriously obese, okay? So I am five foot tall. My highest weight was 195, not pregnant, okay? 
not pregnant. I have struggled with my weight, with my eating, particularly for, I'm going to say, the last mm, 18 years, okay? But a lot of the unhealthy habits and certainly unhealthy mindsets began early on age 12. And there's a whole story there that's not for this episode. But of course, there is a reason why I abused food and subsequently abused my body because of that. And it has to do with my identity and some trauma that happened when I was a child and all kinds of things that we're just not going to unpack here. But maybe one day. Three years ago, I began to see a licensed therapist, and during my sessions, she began to challenge me about my physical health. She recognized this was an area of which I was neglecting, whether it was consciously or subconsciously, and even more so, I was abusing my body by overeating and just not taking care of it, not believing that it was even worth taking care of because my identity was more wrapped up in trying to be super funny and entertaining and never for a moment I considered myself attractive or even worth, you know, investing healthy habits. It's just wild. And again, there's a whole story there. But I decided that I was really going to heed her advice. I was going to make some changes and I was going to deal with this head on because I have two small kids that are amazing. And I have an awesome husband that I've been married to for 17 years. The time is now. I want to stay here as long as possible. I just want to interject for one hot second. And that is For most of my adult life, I have been on some kind of diet, all right? So it's not like I completely was sort of like, oh, I don't care how heavy I get or what I'm eating. I I did try, but there were some very specific things that I needed to do actually on an emotional and spiritual level before I could even get to the physical level, at least in my case. So here I was, I was dealing with some really serious things. And then I was like, all right, I'm getting well on the inside. It's time to get well on the outside physically. And I began to not eat as much. Now, again, this is not me giving any advice about what anyone should eat, but I was eating like way more than I was supposed to. I was totally overeating, abusing food, you name it, I I had a legitimate problem. So I decided to implement a program to help me deal with this issue in my life, this food addiction. And then several months later, I decided that I was going to exercise. And I decided for some wild reason, because I'm kind of crazy, if you haven't picked up on this already, I'm awkward and I'm weird and I'm crazy and I totally embrace all those things. I decided I want to pick something that number one, I never thought I could do. Number two, I think I probably won't really like it. Number three, it scares me. And number four, it'd be awesome to conquer it, even though I don't think I can do it. It scares me and I probably won't like it. So I picked running. I decided I want to start running (laughs) and I'm going to tell you very interesting things have happened since I've made those two big decisions in my wellness journey, what I eat and what I drink. Let's be real here and what I'm not eating, what I'm not drinking, but also the fact that I decided to exercise and the exercise I've chosen is running for right now. So here I am. And let me tell you something, this is huge change for Noelle Rhodes. 
if you were to ask me five years ago if I would ever be running or, mark my words, training for a 10K, which I am doing right now, so that I can train for a half marathon in the fall, I would probably pee myself from laughing so hard because there's no way I could ever have pictured myself doing anything like that. So here I am, I make these two big changes, I'm in therapy, I do decide to talk to my close friends about what is going on. I needed their support. Now, I didn't announce this to everybody. I didn't. And sometimes it would get kind of hard because people were noticing that I was losing weight, you know, acquaintances and, and you know, sort of the, the friendships are not as deep. They're going, oh my gosh, you, lo- you lost some weight. Like, you know, what are you doing? And I didn't always want to like go into the story or like lay out my food plan for them, but I would try to be as gracious as possible. But with my close friends, I did share with them what I was doing because this was a huge change in my life. Not with everybody, but with the few that I trusted, the few that kind of know why I was in therapy and why I often abuse food. So I, I, I let them in on that. And that was really, oh, so good. I really felt a lot of support, a lot of strength from my close friends. I did say, hey, this is what's going on. These are the changes I'm making. I just want you to know. And let me tell you something. One of the nicest things have happened for me with my friends is when there's a get together, they're really good about asking me what I'm eating right now. They'll say, hey, like, are you are you eating, you know, this food? Uh, are you having dessert? Because I just want to support you and your path towards wellness. That's been a huge blessing to me. And if you can do that for a friend who is trying to get healthy, that's awesome. Especially if like, for instance, they're not drinking. It's really nice when everyone at the party decides that they're not going to drink to support you. Now, I don't make my friends do that, but a few times they have done that and I've just been super blessed. Man, it's like a source of strength when everyone's like, pull out those sparkling waters, those sparkling flavored waters, and let's pretend this is champagne. It's really great. I don't expect them to do it. I don't expect them to do it every time, but when they do, it's just a nod towards them supporting me on my journey and just making it easy for me that one night. As I began to lose weight, again, I mentioned this earlier, a few acquaintances, a few friends would be consistently asking me, how much did you lose? How much did you lose? Oh my gosh, you look great. What size are you now? What are you doing? What program are you using? It, that got old. That got super old. And I have talked about this before in the past, but I definitely have a lot of issues, personal issues, when people notice I'm losing weight. It actually makes me feel more insecure. It makes me feel vulnerable. Again, it goes back to the story that I'm not unpacking in this episode, but I've had to learn what to do when people ask me these questions because sometimes it makes me feel exposed. And also, there's been a few times <laughs> where I've said, oh, um, I lost five pounds or something like that. And a friend or acquaintance will be like, that's all? (laughs) It's like, wow. Or they'll be like, that's all? You look like you've lost 15 pounds. And even though they're trying to be nice, the number and all that stuff and focusing on the number, it's hard for me personally, just personally. That's not for everybody. So I do struggle with that. And I've had to learn that if I'm going to get through that and not allow those conversations to get me down or to, or to throw me off course, 
I need to be prepared with what I'm going to say. There's actually an interesting verse in the Bible that talks about this, and I'm totally taking out of context right now. So all you Bible scholars out there, be prepared to write me an angry email. But there's this Bible verse I think about, and it talks about being prepared with an answer. 1 Peter 3 verse 15 says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Now, this is talking about faith and spirituality, but often when I am losing weight and when I'm being transformed from the outside in or the inside out and people are asking me about it and asking lots of questions, I I can become a little bit anxious. I can feel a little bit judged. I don't know why. That's my issue, not them. But I think about this Bible verse and I go, oh yeah, I got to be prepared. I have to be prepared that if someone hasn't seen me in a while and I've lost a little bit of weight or I'm looking healthier, okay, because it's not about weight loss, so to speak, it's about getting healthy. I have to have an answer to give these friends and I can say, I can say what I want to say. I mean, I should speak the truth, but I don't have to give them the whole backstory. I don't have to tell them how many calories I'm eating. I don't even have to say what kind of exercise I'm doing, but I need to be prepared with what I am going to say. And when I'm prepared, it helps me deal with the anxiety and the insecurity that comes when people are bombarding me with questions. People tend to be very interested in anybody who's lost a lot of weight or has gone through some sort of body transformation because a lot of a lot of folks do want to get healthier or on the other side, they're trying to uh, uh, obtain some kind of ideal body image thing. You know, look, we know this story. This is not always good, right? Our society puts a lot of pressure on women, on how they're supposed to look, how much they're supposed to weigh. So when someone loses weight, I think people kind of have a curiosity because they're looking for answers for themselves. I have had to learn to be prepared, to get ready to have a line that I'm going to say. This is the same for when I know I'm going to go to a gathering and there's going to be chocolate. Oh gosh, I love chocolate. There's going to be Uh, you know, sparkling wine, which I love sparkling wine. And I've decided I'm not going to have those things. Maybe I'm training or maybe I'm just sort of taking a break from it, whatever it is, or maybe just in that moment, it's not on my plan. I have to have a line of what I'm going to say when somebody offers it to me because it can be really tempting. So when I'm on my wellness journey and and I'm doing good on it, I have learned to be prepared. So the first thing I want to encourage you is make sure that you let your closest friends know if you want to that that you're taking a step towards wellness and you're really going for it because it gives them the opportunity to cheer you on. Now, if your close friends are super uh, opinionated and judgy and telling you what what you should do and not do, then um, maybe maybe they're not the people to let in. But if you've got a close friend or two that you know will be there for you, this is a great opportunity for them to encourage you. Number two, be prepared with what you want to say when what you've chosen to do is either challenged, tempted, or just people are curious. You don't have to give anybody any answer, but you need you need to be prepared for even that. You know, you need to be prepared to say, you know, actually, I don't really like talking about that and then change the conversation. The last thing I want to say what I've learned with wellness and getting healthier is that there are some really cool friendships are born even from taking that step. Some of the people that have really helped me in my wellness journey 
are not my close confidants, are not my friends that I share my deepest, darkest secrets to. They're the people that are also into wellness. In fact, I have just come back from a workout that I did on the beach at the lake in my community with one of my neighbors and she was like let's get a workout in bring your yoga mat the kids will go swimming we can watch them and let's do something called I think it's called death by deck or something where you turn these um playing cards over and if it's like a four of hearts you have to do four push-ups it was awful but we did it and her and I have become better friends having a friend that also wants to improve their health and exercise with you and try new recipes and all that stuff that's really encouraging when you're on this path towards wellness it's it's a source of strength and I can tell you just having this friend in my life has definitely improved my health a hundred percent at the same time it's been fun because when I tell my other friends oh I'm running or I'm training for a 10k they're like girl you do you I'm not running unless a bear is chasing me that's okay. Sometimes I think we want our friends to be in the same place, going through the same stuff. And we think, oh, if my closest friends were only doing this with me, I'd be able to do it. But no, that's not going to be the case. You have to make the decision to go after your health and deal with what you got to deal with. Take those steps to becoming a more well version of you. And don't be afraid of meeting new people and making new friends in the in the process. I love what Jen said earlier in the episode that we learn as we're trying to improve who we are and steward what we have, that there are friends for all different kinds of things in our lives. And yes, there are going to be the close friends, but there are going to be the exercise friends, the friends you go to the movies with, the friends that you talk to at your kids' soccer games. There are friends for all different things, and that is totally okay. So I want to encourage you that if you are kind of pursuing this and you're feeling discouraged because none of your friends are doing it, don't let that get you down. Find some people that are also into what you're into in, in terms of health and become friends with them. It will really, really be a blessing to you and you can have the opportunity to be a blessing to somebody else. Now, I have to legitimately end this episode because I stink so bad from this workout. <laughs> no lie, I stink terribly. But I want you to know that if you are really wanting to get well, if you're trying to get healthy, let your friends be your support. Look for people who also are on the same journey as you and become friends with them and be prepared to, to say what you want to say about this transformation process that you're going through. So when they say, hey, would you like a drink? You can literally just answer them, no, thank you. And that be it. Instead of being like, um, well, uh, actually, I'm just not drinking right now. Oh, okay. Maybe just one. You don't have to do that. But be prepared for what you want your answer to be. And let me tell you something. Friends can be such a great source of strength as you pursue your health. My friends have been amazing. Every so often, an acquaintance, a kind of friend, may some, they may say something off-putting. But for the most part, friends are cheering you on. Friends want you to do well. And the friends that don't, they're toxic and yeah, pick up the book that we're reading over the summer, which is called When to Walk Away, Finding Freedom from Toxic People. Because those friends, mm, we gotta let go of some of those people. Because we're moving forward, we're improving, we are stewarding what we've been given, 
and we don't have time to be distracted by people who want to bring us down. Okay, that is all for today. Go out and be a good friend because the world needs more of them. I believe in you. I'm here for you. As always, your friend, Noel. Hey, you're listening to Friending. I want to thank you so much for giving me the time to just be in your ear. If you would be so kind, could you go to iTunes and leave a nice review because it helps people find Friending and we want to help more people. Thanks so much.